Hello everyone, welcome to the Invictus Performance Podcast hosted by Invictus Performance Lab. This is a one-stop shop encompassing everything related to sport and high performance in India. We bring to you experiences and interviews with athletes and coaches, discuss topics in sports science, long-term athletic development, injury rehabilitation, psychology, nutrition and strength and conditioning. Please share and subscribe for cutting-edge content and the latest advancements in sport and high performance. Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome to episode 1 of the Invictus Performance Podcast. Our first guest on the show is senior Karnataka State and Indian women's cricketer Vanita Vr. Well known for her explosive batting style and lively personality, Vanita was eager to delve into everything that has shaped her into the person she is now. From her early days to the injuries and setbacks that she has learned from, as well as the continuous reinvention of herself. Our host, director and high-performance coach at Invictus, Varun Shetty, discusses with Vanita the various factors behind high-performance in modern athletes. We dive deep into the mindset that Vanita has formed through her vast experience and her boundless pursuit of high-performance. She also provides an account of what's next in store for her, as well as the influence that mentors have had on her throughout her career. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Enjoy. We know you from, I wouldn't say too long. Uh, I wouldn't say too long. I mean, it's been two years since we first met you. And uh, already we've gone through multiple stages in terms of training, in in terms of food, the way you go about planning. There have been yeah. there have been changes in terms of processes, and it's an iterative work process. What works for one person doesn't work for the other person. And uh, yeah, what is great is that you're you're willing and willing and even capable of looking at yourself objectively, and still look mm. at and still look at okay, what do I need to improve? Right? So we're yeah. going to start off with again. I mean, I mean, we're still going to start off with cricket right? because cricket is yeah. is I would say who you are. And uh, cricket yeah. defines you as much as you define cricket in in the Indian context, right? Uh, yeah. You've predominantly known as a, a very aggressive batsman. You like coming up the order. You like hitting the the ball as far as possible and even as hard as possible. There have been instances where you know you've tried competing with the guys on how long you can hit your sixes as compared to them, right? But I think more than more than anything, it's a testament to your personality and how you yeah. how you like to approach things uh, and what you've been known for, right? But also that yeah. off late, I, I I've been noticing there is a change in your personality as well and how you approach cricket, right? Uh, there seems to be there seems to be more of a, a more of a thought process behind how you're approaching the game. Uh, not only from a technical standpoint, but from how you're approaching the innings, but also how you're going about planning different segments of uh, of the training. No longer is no yeah. longer, as far as no longer is it that you're just approaching it as batting. I can see there are layers and yeah. dimensions that you're adding more and more. And every time I talk to you, it keeps becoming and yeah. it keeps becoming more and more refined. 
let's start off okay. with what was the process before and how is that evolved or how is that matured over a period of time and you just share because there's a lot of lot of experience that comes and what what initially worked for you may not have continued working in the same form see definitely actually if i if i um, if i really need to talk about uh, the kind of process i went through uh, see in cricket we term it as routines right um so every time every before every game um, we sort of have a routine that we follow and honestly speaking not many people know this that i'm you know i'm sort of i i used to be driven a lot towards superstition side so when i started towards uh, when i started my career right i hardly practiced but i used to go and score lot lots and lots of runs uh, i used to get a lot of tons there so that sort of uh, you know my growing day especially um, i would say 13 14 and all i hardly practiced so that sort of gave me an idea okay fine maybe i'm good at it maybe i need, i shouldn't be practicing so maybe that's how i need to go about so that's the idea i had initially when i started my career and um, and 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 in in the meanwhile you know that become i, I would say that sort of laid as a lazy platform for me so i become a very laid back person the person i am like okay i never gave importance to practice so um pro uh, 16 17 is something which uh no 15 is something which i decided not to play my parents wanted me to stop playing because uh, there were a lot of change in my behavior um i started bunking classes like any other uh, youngster would do i um i i used to lie at home in the name of practice and go out and you know just just head out head out street explore options just and then bunk uh, classes and my parents had to pull me up because one day i got um, i mean they got a call from the school saying that your daughter is not attending classes and i think we have to um you know keep her in the same class because she's hardly got any attendance and she's not given any of her midterm exams and all of those stuff that's when my parents actually got to know that i'm not attending classes and i'm bunking and i'm you know roaming here and there so they they pulled me for this and then i got beaten honestly speaking i got beaten all over the place from my mom uh for behaving like that and then uh my my mom i think yeah my mom came to the academy um my first coach irfan sir so she said no i am not going to send my daughter to play um, i i don't think so this is going to work in any way and uh, whatever it is i uh, you know let her just stop then and there and and i was i didn't know what to do i'm like oh shit what did i even do like i i didn't see myself actually coming in that situation and in that place and um, and and irfan sir was so kind because i don't know probably seen something different in me what others have not seen he was seeing my He, he was saying something different like probably that one cricketer would go on to play country probably it spotted me very early in my career where i didn't believe that i would go on to play honestly speaking but he had that belief and uh, and he said and he convinced my parents saying no 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 she's very talented and if she stops now i don't think so um it's 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 just your daughter it's also karnataka team and i see her playing going on to play country as well so don't stop that don't stop her from playing so probably that hit me hard um that that day sort of you know hit me hard saying okay let me not do this even if i do also i need to i need to do everything in moderation so that's when i learned um how to be how to how to be you know doing things in moderation so i sort of figured out my way um i then i joined mounds all the more reason for me to actually go out of my way but but somehow um i was still you know trying to stabilize myself with something which i couldn't just give up and you know stop bunking classes and all that it was not something which i could do it immediately um maybe i used to bunk classes not because um 
you know i wanted to really go out and explore i was i was bored i was bored of the same lectures bored of the same teachers so boredom was something which actually prompted me to bunk classes more often than going out and uh, expressing so then again 17 18 i sort of started playing a lot of cricket all age groups i, I was leading also kannadaka team the lot of change happened uh, when i started leading uh, kannadaka team in age group so that sort of put me a lot of responsibilities in me and uh, i realized um, the more responsible i am i'm a different person because i'm no longer that playful i'm no longer that reckless careless that i used to be as when, when i'm not the captain when i'm not given any sort of a leadership role i i probably i probably see myself uh, a lot different in terms of um, a lot many in lot many ways the way i approach i see i see something different in me when i when i've been given the leadership role or when i've been asked to take some sort of an initiative probably i like so, i like so let, me it, let me put it this way if you're not in the leadership role you might as well start creating some kind of ruckus but as long as the responsibility I, with, is I, with you exactly. you will not be part of the I'll, problem you will be part of the solution <laughs> is that the way you are i get to that i i over the no honestly speaking something is driving me um till today it's something which i have created that i've i've made myself like okay i'm the leader and uh, i need to i need to you know go about so that's that's a mindset i have even when i'm playing for state also right now though i'm not leading that's what drives me that's what keeps me on top of the game every time and every time i want to go out there and play it's like okay i want to be the best that's the yeah. mindset i have and and for that mindset i always think i'm the leader and when i think that automatically there's something within me which actually starts behaving like okay i'm the one you know just starts i i like to dominate even if there is a tough situation where my teammates are unable to adapt i just go out there and i start expressing i i take the lead i like challenges i like okay if, if people are struggling in certain particular wickets uh i'll i'll just go out and bat easily there on such wickets if it's if it's damp i enjoy if it's turning i enjoy where others are struggling right um i don't know if it's something if i don't know if it's some sort of a character which i have in me but i always go there's some different side in me which actually comes up at at that you know tough situation where i just go out and just express myself this i'm in some zone when you know when 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 the situation is very tough so there's there's a lot of uh, so they they talk about they talk about the the athlete the ultimate athlete which is the bigger the challenge the the bigger the, the bigger the stage the bigger the entrance and, and if you yeah. see a lot of the biggest athletes from different sports right uh, including cricket football rugby and you look at all the all the all the greatest stories that have always been has been of comebacks right in yeah. difficult situations when all chips are down you have you, you have that one person or two people or a, a handful of people who come alive when all chips are down and i think it's, yeah. it's it's what we need like especially now considering the entire situation where i would say the whole way, whole world and the whole species uh, in general are chips are down and, and we need yeah. people uh, who know how to step up and who understand that a crisis is a crisis and will continue to being a crisis unless a group of us stand up together and 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 basically collectively bring everybody together you need that one person who is that instigator right whether yeah, it's being okay. mischievous or whether it's being that 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 role that you need to play where you can stir your entire team and yeah i think initially while it was still unexplored you were very mischievous and that's how you used to stir yeah. the entire team and i think as you evolved See, i probably created i probably created my own ways of actually uh, you know keeping me 
going because i like some sort of a who knows it better than you you have seen me when when there's some sort of a pressure how i actually push myself how probably i've seen athletes failing in those juncture and i i don't know i i would have pulled it up and people who actually fail like you know uh, for example injuries have been a great teacher for me over the years um the kind of injuries i've dealt over um, the last um, say about 10 years uh, right from 2011 it started my major injury started from 2011 with a stress fracture which i didn't know what it was back then i didn't know what a stress fracture is i was zapped when i actually heard what a stress fracture and and if anyone in my place i'm being honest if anyone in my place uh, if they got to know what stress fracture is and the consequences of a stress fracture leading um you know to the greater degree of or the greater greater of injury probably they would have said no i i really don't want to play they would have backed themselves up but i think i when i look back at it i was i don't know if what made me i was crazy i would say but i played the entire season with a stress fracture um having having a having an injury along with a bulge disc it it, it wasn't easy for me i remember uh, you know taking painkillers in a day around 4 5 uh pain killers because i couldn't withstand the pain because this pain was something new which i've never felt before if it was if it was an injury which recurred or if it was an injury which i've felt it before probably i i knew how to like you know go about but this is something which i've never felt it before also so that sort of you know um it was driving me crazy but there was this inner self the first me. injury is always the hardest the yeah i can never forget this the hardest to deal with yeah because because this is something which i've never felt before and which to do with your nerves and and I, and i see and i see the pain radiating towards uh, till my knee and i didn't know what it was back then i used to tape my knee i used to tape my ankle because i didn't know it was my nerve which is tingling down so yeah. i i i swear i didn't after 3 4 years that's the time when i sat down detailedly studied about a lot of things i'm like I'm, i was stupid you know probably one or two freak incident probably would have been on bed by now so i didn't realize actually how serious it could get uh, the nerve impression i didn't realize what how bad the nerve impression can be but that again if i take a lesson out of it which i can never forget is a kind of mindset i had uh, probably everything else blacked out for me i was i was like you know i had this blinders on so i just focused only on getting those runs i didn't think about the pain for me everyday success was to go out there get some runs and come back i didn't think about how much what what is the tolerance of pain i was going through i focused only about going there and just winning and helping my team at that point in time because that was a time very crucial time for karnataka team because we had a lot of seniors stop playing at that time so it was like a more like a youngster more like a young side yeah i was i was senior i obviously i was one of those seniors at that time so that sort of you know motivated me to say okay like you know i need to go out there and perform so that's why i said responsibility is played a big factor in in terms of shaping me the person i am coming back to the point of how you push through your your first injury right and uh, mm-hmm. i mean there are i mean because we 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 do work with you closely i mean you can see there are aspects of of injuries where you had uh, in the past where you didn't want to slow down right because opportunity yeah. right cricket is uh, or sport yeah. is such a fickle game that you you have to be there if it's not you it's very easy to for the next person to get a chance a lot of us get very few chances yeah. so i understand the the mindset of pushing through an injury right but yeah. given a chance given a choice how would you go about addressing that period in your life very differently because yes it was also the beginning of your rise 
but also pushing yeah. through an injury you know how has that affected you in the long run has it affected if it's not affected she um, if you ask me right um, internet is actually a blessing it's also a curse because um um i used to read stuff on internet because we didn't have access to uh, training or probably awareness i can say i used to read on internet saying okay how to have flat ab so just go okay or do some crazy 1000 1500 crunches this was like, before or after your stress fracture before stress fracture so this all led to my stress fracture that's why i'm getting oh, to that great. point actually right how, if you can how if, 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 if if there's one message for everybody out there who's playing cricket let it be known yeah. that 1000 crunches <laughs> on a daily basis will definitely lead to a stress fracture that's the most common misconception that i have right now in dealing with young athletes is that everybody wants an app and how do they go about getting abs is trying to do a lot of crunches and that's what throws crunches. their back out completely like you know this is it's not even a factor of performance like having a six pack abs yeah, yeah. does not lead to performance at all it is a purely an aesthetic yeah. goal see and- um see again again um, i would i don't know if i have to blame myself or i don't know i don't know whom to blame here but i think there's um, no one to blame it's, to it's play, more of a education the, learning I'm process the, So honestly speaking, I was a medium pacer. I was a medium pacer back then. I I had a very good, uh, you know, I was very sharp and very nippy also. Uh, always had the drive to actually bowl faster and faster and faster. So in the meanwhile, when I was working in one of those drills, and one of my coaches happened to mention that, see, listen, you need to work in your core. I feel your core is not that strong. You're not withholding. and that sort of hit me i said quickly okay when went back home i started browsing i started looking for stuff okay how to strengthen your core and first thing what pops up on my screen is okay fine you need to do some crunches you need to do those ab crunches and all those ab rollout and fancy stuff i'm like okay fine i i wrote it down on the note mm, i had a back then i had a very small gym room which i, I you know i set it up this is one of the reasons why i don't train at home okay so <laughs> um so i had uh, things set up so every day in the evening um, often or exclusively for core because my coach said okay my core is weak so exclusively often our core then often our every day i used to cycle because my cardio has to go up for long for those longer spells that i have to bowl so every day often our uh, cycling um, this is apart from my morning usual routine of fitness okay right. we have a team fit uh, i finish that everything in the morning and when i come back home i come back home probably say 3 4 o'clock and then in the evening i have a snack and then maggie used to be a snack back then okay i will get to that part of the diet i'll get to that later and then after that um, you know come in and and just you know do some crazy stuff crazy stuff because because i had the drive that okay i want to actually be better than others that drive led me to a lot of crazy things because that obsession to get better yeah. uh, and better better it led to a lot of things probably that is that is you know it was meant to happen because my obsession got the better of actually being the person i i i should have been right so i'm going to come back to this topic right because uh, compared to when you started I, to be honest i think even now majority of the athletes still make the same uh, i mean still more or less things haven't changed much right i mean if you have yeah. access if you have access to good coaches through the academy or through uh, through the state system or the national system things are slightly different but for a for an aspiring youth cricketer or sportsman your first source of information is still the internet right and yeah. who you choose to, 
and it's 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 primarily driven by uh, google search so whoever shows up first in the google search is the guy who is going to tell you how to go about your body now yeah. how much of it That's is relevant relevant to your sport because i mean 90% of the fitness advice over there does not apply to your sport i wouldn't say 90% Definitely. but it doesn't apply to your sport and doesn't apply to your body right and when you Correct. start when you start off i mean it's it's a lot of experimentation it's a lot of experimentation yeah. uh, some things work amazingly well in the short term and certain things don't work well in the short term but in the long term end up working out for you so yeah it is a journey for you uh, and it's a journey for yeah. all of us as well but i'm going to still come back to your point where you said early on that it came everything came naturally to you and it came easily to you yeah so now i'm a big believer on the fact that there are certain things that you do either directly or indirectly that contribute to your success even though you've not played the game of cricket there would have been still things that you would have done with your siblings right now so uh, vanita you have three siblings which means i'm sure there were tons yeah. of games that you used to play at home uh, i remember your sister telling me your, your younger sister telling me that your house is pretty much like a, a, an all day nursery with kids running around all the time <laughs> right yeah i'm yeah. going to actually deep dive into that because i feel that a huge part of who you are and who you've become yeah is because of the influence of your family and your siblings right so cricket cricket would be the start of your own personal journey but i would say where you develop your personality would be more at home it's it's it i think i i would say it's from my dad uh because um i've seen my dad actually sort of he denies even now because he doesn't want to show that side of uh, you know he going out to playgrounds and playing with his friends actually i've seen my dad pick up a cricket bag and walking out on sundays and play right. cricket right. uh i i i sort of always used to be around my brother and my dad i i used to like their company because i, I somehow i was never fond of the girly talks at home you know talking about sari all day jewels and food and all of the stuff that that didn't interest me at all one bit also so i always wanted to hang out with my dad and my brother right. so that's how that's how it started so um, probably i was too young so my dad always okay even though he took me to the uh, cricket ground he used to say okay you just sit and watch and right. um, i learned a lot just by watching mm, i was a bat he was a bat and he, he used to bowl See, okay. actually, I've not mentioned about this um, in 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 few of the interviews which I've spoken. My dad, when I started, uh, it was my dad who was more interested in me playing cricket, and he had set up a cricket ground behind my house and used to bowl to me every day morning. Right. And uh, he used to bowl. Yeah, he used to bowl to me every day morning, and uh, and you know what was my fitness to run around that? Uh, we had a layout, okay, which exits like this. It's like a square, okay. I need to. I need to run around that five laps, five laps yeah. of that in the morning. That used to be a warm up, yeah. and um, and 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 I don't know. Back then, trust me, uh, I was not even ten percent interested to play cricket professionally because uh, I got hit a couple of times. Uh, the hard leather cricket ball, you know, that sort of puts you on the back foot. So I got hit a couple of times, and that sort of, you know, uh, I didn't want to play cricket at all. and then my dad used to force me every day in the morning saying no 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 you have to play you have to play and then i was made to go through very hard uh, sessions in the morning bat for half an hour then bowling for uh, 20 minutes then fielding for half an hour and this is before you started running. professional coaching no this was when i joined this was around 12 13 years this was around 12 13 years 
Yes. What 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 I mean, I what games you used to play before that? Like at home, like uh, before I you. Oh, I played a lot of baddie. I used to play a lot of baddie. Okay. Uh, baddie, bat, and then I used to play a lot of coco. Uh, There's the sport coco. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I used to play a lot of that in school, and then um, I used to play baseball. Uh, baseball and softball later. It happened later in the college. Okay. But okay. Uh, it was more like the. It was more like the street games, also the skunta bila and all that in Kannada word we played, like local language that we use. What is, uh, what all is this hop, hop, hop. Yeah, like hop skunta. Like this. Yeah, hop skunta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still right, have those. And then, um, and then, and then, obviously, like all those childhood games of hide and seek and all of those stuff, you know. And how many hours a day did you spend on doing these unstructured games? Parents used to allow us one one and a half hours, two hours every day. Mm. Post six, we're not allowed to step out yeah. because uh, obviously for various reasons, darkness and you know safety purpose. So we were never yeah. allowed to step out after six, and we were yeah. all asked to go to tuitions and all that stuff. So post six, so we we get that window of four o'clock when I get back home, yeah. snack time and all of those things. So I I had time till like six o'clock, sometimes six six fifteen when my mom is not around, six six fifteen. So that's the time I used to get. Uh, you know, I it was allowed to, for me to play. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, it was it was like you know um, more more like to do with my family. It was more like to do with my siblings. So I played a lot of, and I used also used to play WWF back then. It was WWF. Um, so I used to play a lot of those also at home. Yeah. So that's how I learned all of those jumping, um, you know, all of those. Um, what do you call? I I don't get that. Samosols. Palti we call in. Yeah, yeah, salt samosols. Yeah, somersaults. So all of those things I learned it there only. Probably that is that all those are attributing to our stuff on the field now. If you look at it, and these are the things if I've done my childhood. Yeah. So. So that's what. So for me, I mean, by and large, if you, if you look at like what talent is, again, this is my personal opinion. Talent is basically someone's yeah. ability to figure out a complex task like a sport. Yeah. But the fact that you've played so much unstructured sport, you had a lot of the vocabulary to be able to tackle cricket. So cricket became yeah. became the it became an, a translation or became a, the final aspect of the way you're going to explore all the different individual skills that you mentioned over there, from the things you learned with Coco, the things you learned with uh, hopscotch. I mean, you're pretty much doing the same thing. Like, if I look at your video that you sent me today morning, you're pretty much doing single leg jumping and landing, and you're still doing hopscotch, right? We just call it fancy words and all of that. But as a kid, you're still doing all the same movements. It's just that it's more fun in the form of a game. So yeah. the attributes yeah. that we need for sport are all there in children's games if we just allow kids to play. Yeah. yeah. Trust me. Actually, those fun elements. Uh, 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 something which as you grow older right um, yeah. i i don't i don't see those fun elements uh, in training anymore honestly speaking it's more like those serious it's more it's more to do with your bubbles it's more to do with how you're going to throw the bubble down it's it's, it's actually very um, probably it's 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 there's no fun i see these days in training um, yeah. honestly speaking it's more like, more like those serious stuff because that's when i always um, Whenever I talk, right, I talk a lot about my childhood because that's when I felt there was fun. There was a lot of fun there involved. Unlike, unlike um, probably twenty twenty one, hardly any fun. It was more to do with okay, how are you gonna go next? And there's a lot of stress that you automatically in you know develop 
over the years how you go about how the stress gets to you more or less but that's that, that's something which i actually remind myself also you know i don't know if not many people got to see this but i keep a i keep a wallpaper of my nephew all the time just to remind me that i need to be the child uh what i i used to be or what the child actually brings the best out of uh, adults also sometimes because the child i see they're so you know they don't think about anything they just go out there they only look for fun element they only look for fun element that's sort of like a self reminder for me also that okay fine i need to be like that i need to be the child in me i need to bring the child hey guys thank you all for listening in we're going to take a short break to let you know about the new online kids program that we have started as well as the personalized virtual sessions that our rehab specialists and performance coaches will be conducting to make sure you maintain that progress during this lockdown period for further details please visit our instagram page at invictus performance lab now let's get back into the conversation cheers we keep talking about this concept of the mind of a beginner which is basically a yeah, child's mind like right. they're so yeah. ready to learn new things they don't come with any preconceived notion of of how things should be or no expectations they just come there to play like half the time when we used to go out to play we didn't even know who we were going to play with that day right so there was no way of planning studying videos and all of that but it's over there that you Seriously. learn the the intangible skills the skills that you can't really yeah. show and see in the, on a piece of paper you don't necessarily come out as stats yeah but the right. fun element the fun element i feel that because the stakes are really high as you get more and more into your career we tend to take the fun out of it but the fact that yeah. the fun element of it has kept us fresh creative and like you know we don't yeah. when it's fun you don't you're not looking at recreating patterns you're looking at exactly Exactly. Yeah. You're looking at constantly creating new patterns. Hence, it's not a pattern. You're being creative mm-hmm. on the fly. Right? Yeah, I so, think yeah. uh, this, the the reinvention part of uh, the reinvention side of Anita, I think, is really shown through. Uh, you know, like we kind of remind ourselves of being the child and uh, yeah, so, having yeah. a constant fun. I think that pertains to her reinvention overall. Yeah. So I think now would be a exactly. good time to explore that, like how. what what made you want to reinvent yourself in the first place and then what are the changes that you did as a step process in reinventing yourself see um this sort of um, stuck my mind uh, two years back right uh i was doing same stuff i was i was doing the same old things i was going through the same old um, process um again human minds you know uh when there's when when you feel stagnant you just feel like okay i just want to give up and that thought has always been in my mind i'm not denying that because end of the day when i'm also a human there's no fun element if you're not seeing yourself going up um you sort of tend to you know get demoralized and you feel like okay what's next but um i spent a lot of time with my nephew i mean he grew at my place quite a lot he used to spend a lot of time and when i keep looking at him i um I, you know i get the sense of uh, freedom and the sense of happiness that he has because he doesn't think about future he just lives in that moment and what we tell him to do he just just goes out there and implements it 
and doesn't think it doesn't ask this question why i've seen many a times the question why when you start asking yourself why that's when i feel there's a lot of um, you know stress which goes through your mind because you're thinking why am i doing this why should i do that why 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 i feel the why factor has been a big disaster in my life because um as i kept uh, uh, probably going you know 2014-15 was my peak. I mean, I was in the Indian team then. Um, even then, also I faced a lot of injuries uh, over, over the period. But but that again did teach me how how I need to uh, probably that changed my methods of training. Again, I'm not saying uh, I was perfect before getting in. It sort of gave me a platform like okay, how an international cricketer should go about, how an international athlete should be, how preparation is or a preparation is and i got i was so fortunate that i rubbed a lot of shoulders with a lot of great people around men women cricketers both and i sort of you know looked at to them how they prepare and all of the stuff but one common thing what i felt was uh, there's no enjoyment uh, even though they were also doing their stuff even we are also doing the stuff there's no enjoyment because you've because you've achieved because you've established yourself after a point it's all about um okay i need to hold on hold on to this because i made a name and if i don't you know after a point it's more of those stress which yes, actually sir. comes into certain certain athletes so um you know that's the time where i feel a lot of people uh, miss out on the fun factor if you actually go and ask a pro athlete you know today after so many years he'll say okay i'm doing that i'm doing this but i don't think so there's this fun element what he used to sound when he was an 18 year old or a 19 year old you no longer look at that sort of a mindset but do you think um, it's also uh, do you think it's also uh, an expectation from people around you that if exactly. you are having fun they'll be like oh they're not serious about the game is that a factor exactly exactly that is also one of those factors but again it is it is the it is what you have created uh, it is what the image you have created it is what you have created um over the years that okay i got to be this way i am this way okay people are expecting this from me so i have to be like that um but of late i've read uh, some of the great athletes uh, right um, i mean the way how they go about that also gave me a greater idea of how to let go things that's when i actually started uh, developing this habit of actually letting go things um and not holding on to any of those things which actually is even even the previous day also even whatever i do i think that's when i learned the art of letting go things um and also there was another turn around uh, recently not recently probably 18 months back i met um, my childhood coach i mean he, he was he's played a very big instrument in my career back then childhood uh, mr rx so when i met him the first thing he looked at me um, he said okay what is bothering you i said sir i came up with you know my my bag full of uh, sorrow that i was carrying so i said sir uh, i'm despite a lot of scores i'm not figuring out in any of the levels i'm doing well but no one is considering and then when i go out there i'm not performing consistently and i put across a lot of my factors and then he just sat me down and he said listen okay whatever has happened has happened but why don't you just make peace with yourself just say okay fine you need to like accept whatever has happened has happened just make peace with yourself and just see where you're going to head uh i didn't know what he was actually trying to tell me back then i didn't know what was like i was like okay what is he trying to tell what is this peace about you know maybe peace i i was relating to a spiritual aspect of peace because i i was into too much of meditation and all of those stuff um uh, so i i started 
relating okay maybe i need to change my ways of meditation maybe i need to make peace uh, i need to sit peacefully you know i was thinking of those terms but little did i realize that what he was trying to tell me is something different uh that that peace which actually i have to make it from within my inner self i need to tell myself that listen whatever has happened has happened just keep it aside and uh, it took me a while it is so easy when i'm actually trying to tell you that okay i've made peace with myself um but when i had to sit down and i uh, i had to really uh, put in those effort and really put in those hours and uh, there are a lot of people handful of people who helped me and one among them is varun he's helped me big time in terms of actually uh, making peace with myself how how i need to go about and then i clearly remember um, one day we were having a conversation in that physio assessment room you said okay the mind of a beginner um you know that sort of hit me hard i'm like okay where am i heading why am i carrying so much stress what is that is bothering me you know all those things when when i put down and i sat down and i'm like okay, okay no this is what i need to be doing um this is what this is what is missing in my uh, life that uh, right now i need to have peace right now i need to reinvent myself and how am i going to do that is just i have a mindset of a beginner that's how i actually walk in that's why i'm so lively when i actually walk in the setup because i have a mindset of a child because a child just walks in and you know he or she will just go out there and explore their place okay what's there for me what's in for me to actually go out and have fun so that's the factor that's the factor i have even when i when even when i'm with my team back um the dressing room i just go out i create a lively environment um so that everyone there has fun you know everyone in the team they just think about okay we're going to have fun we're going to talk about the fun element part uh we we're not going to talk much um about serious stuff so we're going to uh, look at implementing a lot of fun aspects so these are the things uh, um you know of late i've put i've put across and um, you know it is showing now it is showing in uh, the way how i go about it's showing in the way how i approach things um recently my head coach also did mention this aspect that uh, you know i'm much more peaceful now from within and how is your i mean i know your eating habits also have changed from when you were i remember seeing a picture of yours that you sent me a couple of years back to now so clearly uh, your uh, your approach to eating has changed and visibly so so how would you <laughs> how would you go about it like from what you used to eat and how it affected you um, now how you go about addressing your food and you know this general how do you approach food see, again food? um again um we'll put that again, picture up for sure don't again, worry again internet <laughs> no again honestly speaking internet has um has played its part um one day i sat down i was no this happened my diet completely changed in 2014 um i was working with anandate uh, he was he was uh, he still uh, part of uh, nca setup is a uh, at snc there so we were generally discussing and always i mean my mindset has always been this that i i want to be the best whatever i'm doing i always want to be the best so i used to go heavy uh, in lifting then because that sort of draw me like okay let me just go out there explore that kind of training so i used to lift very heavy heavy stuff so um uh my recovery was not happening with the normal food that i used to consume 
then me and anandate we sat down one day and um, we we were like okay what is that you eat he asked me to give the entire day and he said okay this is not how you going to be eating and we, we need to change that habit and uh, you need you also need to get into supplements because your body is not supporting your body is not recovering for the next day so there was a lot of breakdown in my body um so he gave me a basic guidelines of how i need to go about so that's when there was a major uh, change in my diet uh since 2014 i've been in strict diet uh i've never maybe even if i drift it's for a couple of meals or a couple of days or three four days and honestly speaking thanks to you and uh, alia because there was this major change happened in 2018 i remember um, uh, i remember i was having a conversation with you i said no i'm too much on protein because i was too much on protein honestly speaking i was too much on protein and i used to be that even then also like even though i was fit i used to look bulkier and huge you know which i didn't like it i always wanted to be on the leaner side uh because i felt performance on the field uh, definitely helped being on the leaner side because you move quickly uh despite of my training i couldn't figure out that uh, you know that that kind of a change which i was looking at the twitch you know which i wanted was not there and all thanks to you uh, especially you asked me to uh, you know suggested me to meet alia and then we did a blood test and you know my texa and then she helped me out the major swap i did was uh, i was more of protein protein probably that didn't break down my body that easily so uh, switching to major uh, change was actually getting into carbs carbs diet has helped me big time uh, my energy levels uh, my recovery my lean my you know my fat percentage everything just changed when i actually made that uh, change when i swapped that uh, diet uh, so that played a huge part and after that uh, from i think since 2018 has been very clean eating uh, like i know how to even if i drift for a day or two i know how to quickly come back so uh, it's like okay i know where i'm going wrong so i know how to uh, quickly fix so i know my body in and out now so what suits my body what doesn't suit my body so that's again an awareness comes with uh, probably experience also because over the years you've experimented with your body uh, various ways you know so you've experimented uh, having carbs carbs back then we used to have but we used to have uh, simple carbs so like rice we used to only be on rice that 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 probably showed double the effect uh, so that's when i i got into this keto diet keto diet oh god i it, it uh, it it took me a while to actually break down my food and there were times where i was starving and i was starving in the night because i my body couldn't access my body was like feeling so heavy honestly speaking i've gone so many times i've gone without meals you know as i've as there are days where i've gone without eating uh, i've starved i've starved i've starved so much uh, but uh, i think from last two years been uh, amazing for me i've never gone a day without eating there's no starving this absolutely uh, no beating myself up so i'm going to i mean i'm going to come back to a common thread that you know the general conception for most athletes and and sportsmen is that the first thing that they look at for a solution is they look for an answer online right and yeah. it's the source of that online information that is really really important and when you're doing yeah. like a high performance sport it can like eating the wrong kind of foods like keto for a game like cricket it's very important that whoever is doing your planning whether it is the training or whether it is nutrition that they understand what the demands of your sport is 
something yeah. like e2 for cricket or e2 for most sports other than ultra endurance sports is a absolute no no right and couple that with i mean i i i'm pretty sure this is common in in india as well as much as it is uh, the rest of the world there is a huge emph- emphasis on your image and more so in women athletes than men right in the yeah. way you look has a huge emphasis so it's like a lot of lot of the athletes that i have seen have spoken and including young girls as well uh there is an image issue that is there at some point yeah. and there yeah. is a huge drive in terms of okay if i don't eat this i'll i'll become slimmer if i don't eat that i'll become slimmer you know there is there is a there is a disparity in in between uh looks and aesthetic goals and performance right yeah. does not mean both don't go together but if you're focusing on looks you will sacrifice health and performance comes yeah. after that right and yeah so and you see lot of lot of the trends that are there uh, that are there whether it's it's whether it is you know low carb diets whether it is keto whether i mean these are trends that are based on science but again they have very specific applications when it comes to you know using it for athletes you know which aspect is yeah. not a one size fits all and with athletes yeah. especially it's very important to understand how what is the requirements of my sport right if i need yeah. carbs there's nothing wrong with carbs per se right and if you're talking about a game like cricket which which can which goes on for a couple of hours you definitely need yeah. carbs to replenish your glycogen yeah right so there's no reason why we have to demonize or make carbs the enemy and the same thing of yeah. of the of the whole protein intake a predominantly all yeah. this madness and hunger for protein is is from bodybuilders who have that need to put on that much muscle mass yeah right and they need to put on that much muscle mass quickly right we're not necessarily talking about yeah. them being the ultimate athletes right i mean they're still yeah. considered athletes but they're not they're not known as high performing athletes right so how much protein you need how much is acceptable and how much is really absorbed by your body because the remaining is just waste in your body and we have this over reliance yeah. on protein because we equate that to muscle and equate muscle into performance there are plenty of steps yeah. in between where muscle can ultimately lead to performance it's not a direct correlation saying that more muscle you have the more performance you have right True. there are multiple True. factors and that's something that again so if i mean your training also has changed right and from 2018 to and time before that also has changed it's also that the the industry yeah. per se has gone through multiple levels of evolution where our understanding of how to go about training for different sports has changed Right? like you mentioned we went from trying to lift really heavy because we said okay when you lift heavy you will perform better to now it's not so yeah. much as lifting heavy is important but if you can translate that force into coordination and accuracy then it can translate into performance so things are yeah. changing and it changes depending on who you are right yeah. but again compared to when you started off and what your focus was in training to now what your focus is in training how would you say that your perception towards training and even ultimately how you how you bringing it together in your sport so one is work out in the gym yeah. the second one is to make yeah. sure that you are practicing uh, practicing batting and now it's about how you bringing both them together so that it's one thing for you and not so much as two separate events that are happening that have no correlation so how are you going about that how are you mixing your your training yeah, and that's one thing 
like I said, I was fortunate. Uh, I'm really fortunate that I met you because um, before that I was, I had stopped weight training for a year. Um, after lifting so much of weight, I had stopped weight training for a year. So I was doing generalized um, weight training just for maintenance sake and um, more of track and field work. So I got into track and field just to build that athleticism. Uh, it was not a bad option at that time, I felt, because I felt I was moving slower because of the kind of weight training I used to do. It made me slower on the field. And I know as an athlete, if I sit back, because I always like to introspect uh, after every tour, like where, what is that? I One thing which kept, you know, which, which I felt, or there was a lot of question mark was in terms related to my fitness. It was nothing to do um, with, skills it was absolutely nothing but i felt a lot of uh, correlation to fitness so that's when i was like okay let me try track and field mm, it is not like something um uh, track and field didn't work it, it actually worked really well for me at that point in time i become a lot more athletic i toned down i lost those uh you know excess uh weight that i was carrying it become more uh, I, I become more you know i would say probably lighter on the ground but again um i also realized i cannot have one dimension of uh, training it has to be combination of everything and skill related it has to be more towards my sport it has to be more towards skill related stuff so i felt there's something which is lacking again so over the years i realized okay i've been getting injured injury after injury after injury i tore both my quadriceps again my hamstrings both my hamstrings I've had like you name. I've had a series of injuries, um, but but again, as a, as an athlete, um, I cannot be spending hours and hours into training, right? It it has to be something. Training, I I take it like this as a as a professional cricketer. It is only to enhance me. It is only to enhance my skill. It is only to support my skill. Um, so I felt I was spending too much time on fitness. So I used to I used to do two sessions a day. Spend about four hours in a day. On fitness again, I felt I was not eating anyway. I felt it was not protective. That's that's when Invictus also happened to me. And the day I came in, I saw a lot of lot of difference and you know a lot of changes. The way I was moving on the field, um, my headspace, everything. It is it's a correlation, and um, it's not just one aspect. And it's, it's overall it was complete for me. And uh, that's when I realized the importance of. Um, training in the right way and awareness that's when i realized the importance of awareness because see even now also we have essences it's not like we don't have essences but i feel i feel we don't have the right base the right foundation to actually go out and teach people also and i feel the teaching has to happen a lot of teaching has to go in at a very young age um that's when uh, you know a kid or, or or a player or an athlete will adapt quickly to you know those uh, system or that those systems that culture that you bring in place coming back i mean coming back to where we were or where we are uh, in terms of the lockdown might continue in phases how do you think that's affected your mindset towards the game right because it's clearly is 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 something that we're not accustomed to or not used to or not predicted see honestly um speaking this is something which is um um I don't know about others, but for me, it is uh, it's it's a blessing in disguise. This break because I was in the middle of a tour. Um, we were called, you know, we were playing. We were about to play one of the major uh, tournaments, that is a knockout match, quarterfinals match, and 
and honestly speaking um you know i was just sitting and cracking my head i felt i was not 100% also because i was also carrying uh, nursing and injury but when i got back home i felt okay thank god for this break because um honestly this 3 weeks has given me a lot of insight a lot of reflection a lot of introspection uh i i sort of probably it's like a reboot button in my system now so uh, i've been doing the same things like as in in terms of my workout in terms of my uh, you know my rehab my mind i've been I'm, i'm thank god i'm getting a lot of time to watch a lot of series which i always wanted to watch and then reading a lot of books those books sort of gets you going it's sort of like a, uh, it's like an inner voice which speaks to you uh i felt i felt those and honestly speaking my family is also not staying with me after my family is in farm uh, it's only me and my sister right now and with my dog so i am getting to spend some time and you know both of us are trying to do something different you know trying out some cooking stuff every day um you know my dog is happy because she's getting getting to spend a lot of time with all of us and and this quarantine is definitely um it's not something which i've got irritated honestly speaking it's something i feel it's like a blessing for me because uh everything is slowing down now where we all of us were racing all of us were like competing i don't know for what we were racing all of us were like competing all of us were running and racing and i think i i i think i, I thank god for this break because this is something which is slowing all of us down and there's a lot of introspection not only me i i feel a lot of people coming out with a lot of uh when i was just going through my facebook and instagram post i see a lot of different posts from a lot of uh, people coming out with a different mindset of how this quarantine and the lockdown is actually calmed them down uh, i i think i think probably that i that should be the, the mindset because i i feel the people who over is coming out with that mindset has probably um you know gone through a lot of introspection and that learning mindset of how they want to go about and change their perspective i think it's about how you look at this you know this angle this perspective from so that's that will make a difference i think it's it's also a lot of people have i mean from trying to chase something that is i mean a lot of us are chasing something or set some targets which which are not necessarily achievable it's also by design yeah. how we we want to want to hunt things that are not easily achievable yeah but in that hunt we do tend to forget the simpler things in life and honestly like i think the whole uh, pandemic has reduced us to our most basic necessities like any any extravagance or there's nothing really you have to be able to live really really basic it's about taking it in a positive spin i don't think it's about taking it in in any other way yeah. right uh, and whatever does come from it we have to be able to uh, not only be there i mean for ourselves right and not completely lose lose the plot right but also try and be there for others as well right because yeah. there will be other people in society in community who may not have the same luxuries that we have in terms of a house or in terms of necessities food and at this point i think it's time i mean like all of us while we all take a break and slow down but it's also a time for all of us to be more cognizant of the other people yeah. who are slightly underprivileged who have slightly more difficult yeah. lives than ours and we can take this moment to pause and uh, look yeah. around us and see who we can help and when things return back to normal we can always get back to that the grind that we love and the excitement that we love and honestly we put ourselves in that spot as much as we complain it's life that we choose to be in right 
and we love it we hate it but that's who we are and that's what that's what makes us feel alive i mean when we spoke to your sister your younger sister ishwarya and uh, one of the things she mentioned which took me by surprise was saying she said that you're very very shy right and you take a lot of time to open up <laughs> so I mean, yeah dude i <laughs> that that took me, that took, that actually took me by surprise because the last thing i would attach to you is shy and no, because and, and also you're like uh, no it's honestly speaking um, you know uh, i'm very uh, as as a child i was very introvert uh, i could hardly strike any conversation um, there are times where you know these are the things which probably if i look back at it good you got me this uh, you know got this point honestly speaking as a kid i used to run away i could never stand and face people i could never have a conversation i was so scared so i don't know for what i had the fear i was so scared a lot of fear in me and um, over the period i think the sport has made me very bold uh, you know uh, the audacity to actually talk but but still i have the side in me which uh, which like you said i'm very shy yes i am it's very difficult for me to uh, just strike a conversation um, all of a sudden out of nowhere Mm, it, it it involves uh, i don't know you must have seen me a lot of time even in training also i'm pretty much to myself i'm quiet that's more or less uh, my nature actually that's that's how i am i'm quite you know i'm until you myself. until you start trash talking all the other athletes exactly and and that too you know when i trash talk also you must have seen it took me a while to talk to those athletes also and once i started talking to them only i started indulging myself otherwise see for example pise okay I've seen Pisay from 2018. We've hardly had any conversation, and the time we started talking is the time we actually started indulging in conversation. I'm just giving you an example, and and it's 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 like that with you know various people like whomever I've come across. Like it takes a while for me to talk. See, even in your office also, I hardly talk to um, any other essences. It's only you, Ron, and uh, you know uh, a bit. Uh, with Uttam and a little bit Karthik here and there. Otherwise, I don't. Hey, I don't think your so. uh, your session gets over at ten o'clock. At one o'clock, I still see you in office. So clearly, you're talking to a lot more people. Dude, I go. Team. I I visit PhD. No, I I visit PhD. Then I I chit chat with Mon. Um, you know, I sit and chit chat with Alia. We talk because uh, she is she's very good these days with cricket. You know, she's following cricket so much that she's sitting and giving me updates about cricket, which I really like the fact that she is. In what yeah, yeah, she'll uh, so she'll update she'll update the cricketers on on what's happening around the world. She's pretty clued exactly. in. Exactly, exactly. It's it's so nice, you know, when people like that, you know, when they're so enthusiastic about the sport, about athletes, you know, as as an athlete, we feel so driven, saying, okay, wow, someone is showing so much passion towards another athlete, fellow athlete. You know, you feel nice. You feel like, okay, you want to indulge, you want to talk, because these conversations are very productive for me, as far as I see. um honestly speaking for me it's all about learning uh, if i come in if i walk in um to invitus uh, for sure if i go back home if i sit down um there's a this i'm sure i might have learned a thing or two in that particular day or in that particular session so that's how i address things that's how i look at my life also when i every day for me it's like a learning process it's a learning curve so i just i wake up with an idea of okay what is what am i going to look next what is what is that i'm going to Look, and even if I'm watching any series also at home now, I'm like, wow, okay, there's something nice. So I, I, I look at that mindset. My mindset is only to learn. 
so i look at ideas i'm like okay wow if i'm okay if i'm browsing something on, on or if i'm actually exploring something on instagram like wow these are the things which actually drives me like okay because my mind is only looking for that okay it's like what we look for right what we seek it, we actually get it so i'm looking at something to learn right now and because i had that mindset right so everything what i'm actually seeing earlier also i used to stream i used to browse i used to go through a lot of things but i it didn't strike me it didn't it didn't catch my attention because i had that mindset of actually learning because i'm looking for substance to learn i'm actually spotting it so yeah. that that is all you know i'm i'm training myself now because i want to learn because i want to get better my mindset is that so i'm automatically spotting things so my eyes and my brains are looking for that this is the same thing we come back to the mind of a beginner there's something to learn yeah. in everything very right? true keeping i mean keeping all all this in mind and i mean we it's, it's always something that we need to look forward to in terms of you know having some kind of purpose in life beyond you know beyond what we're always already going through and beyond our current struggles it's about keeping that how do you say carrot stick in front of us that keeps us keeps us driving on from one phase to another phase to another phase what's what's the future what's your what would be your future hold like what would it look like you have a purpose you know that is long standing and withstanding the the test test of time uh down the line um i definitely have um, you know um i've been thinking about this from last few months and i want to contribute in as in in various aspects of, right now i'm also helping out a lot of youngsters in a lot of ways um i see a lot of them um you know i, I wouldn't say that uh, so sort of take the credit out of it but that is sort of helping them in various aspects so uh i see myself doing that in the future as well um as i uh, probably when i stop playing the next role what i want to do is helping out people uh extensively going out and you know probably mentor them and you know guide them in the right ways in the field of cricket um, itself or are you looking at uh not only in cricket but uh, overall as an athlete because i feel um i feel as an athlete uh we can attribute to uh, a lot of uh, to a lot of fields in various ways it's not just cricket alone right. as an athlete i can talk about the mindset factor as an athlete i can talk about the diet as an athlete we can talk about the competitiveness um you know the growth there's a lot of there's a lot of side we can say it's not just cricket alone we can you know attribute to there's various ways uh, you can go about and contribute and uh, and of late of late we've been having a lot of discussion about how kids are and how kids you know they actually um, my nephew spending some time with my nephew is giving me a great ideas um, of how you know kids need to be go about and how you know it's it's fantastic it's fabulous in terms of all of those things and and i think this there's a lot of i i can see myself um, you know growing in in a much more uh, you know calmer as a much more calmer person uh because i've honestly speaking i don't i mean as, as a cricketer if you ask me i'm very aggressive i'm a very fierce person but uh i'm i'm getting to see the other side uh, of me now when i'm spending some time around kids you know developing a lot of patience um much more calmer in terms of explaining them you know it's it's a different it's a different uh, altogether it's a different field which i've never had before i'm experiencing uh, such factor right now so like uh, 
because i know i know you've been reading a lot on 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 the on aspects of training uh yeah. a lot of it because of your own curiosity but also you 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 tend to ask me some questions based on uh what can you do for your nephew you tend to send me articles yeah. based on, on on other coaches that have written about training and what is lacking in training yeah. is there an inclination towards towards uh getting into into the field in more of a in more of a education role or more more of more as a mentor or a coach because you have this natural inclination towards that inquisitiveness in that field right and you're always looking yeah. at applying it on yourself or your nephew or or yeah. your teammates so is there yeah. a, a possibility for uh, for the rest of us to see you as uh, or for me to see you as uh, a colleague <laughs> in the industry definitely you've been mentoring me honestly speaking you've been mentoring me uh, over the years like you know um i've learned load management from you i've learned tapering i've learned peaking I've, you know these are the things uh, as an athlete we need to have basic information i i believe this is basic information honestly speaking after coming into this field and knowing what it is and learning a lot about training and psychological aspect of it physiological you know after getting to know about all this i think i think the basic um essential of uh, understanding uh, you know yourself has to be taught uh, at a very younger age i definitely see myself not only just mentoring but also uh, physically uh, you know helping out people um, you know indulging myself in in a lot of their activities i definitely i'm not someone who's going to sit and you know sit sit at home and keep quiet i cannot sit at one place for sure um so this is something which uh, i'm inclined in the future to actually you know go out and help people you know talk about it spread awareness it's all about awareness factor so on 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 the last part uh, i mean you did mention few of your mentors growing i mean as you as your career one was that was uh, uh, yeah. mr irfan said then you talked about mr arik they talk about uh, anand anand date and there are a few other mentions yeah, as well absolutely. i know that you would like to like to mention and i think it's also important for i mean everyone to know that you know different people at different stages contributed to your success and it it takes more than just the athlete to be able to have a productive career and have to have a long career right? so if you want to mention yeah. anybody else i think you know just as a thank you or and also to show yeah. a, a, I, I have, a sign of support have, to everybody no i have i have and full of people when i um, i when i when i started it is with fun sir then in the same academy um, there is this um, nasir sir honestly speaking he's he's my big brother um i did not been him in my injury times uh, he's given me hours and hours and hours of throwdowns and more than that he's been the big brother uh, whom i could just fall back on uh for anything i say he'll be like okay go ahead he's been he's been the you know supportive for me like okay just go on just go out there and explore he's never said a no to me whatever i say is is not stopped me he said okay go out there if if it goes wrong i'll back you he's yeah. he's such a man and then and then um the lip happened at a very uh critical time in my career where everything was just you know i don't know which corner which part of my career was going and then he happened and and major uh, change in terms of um me being that 
disciplined cricketer was because of dilip um he inculcated a lot of uh, theory in me uh, of how i need to go about of how i need my preparation especially helped me out a lot in preparation uh initial stages it was more like he was guiding me was mentoring me uh and then in 2017 2016 is the time he started coaching me in person so before that it was more like he was mentoring me um it was more like um he was it was more like a mentor and then and 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 then a couple of my state coaches uh kalpana she's she's played a huge factor in my career and then shanta rangaswamy uh, she's a big big uh, former established cricketer a big name actually in women's cricket so she has played a huge part i did not been these guys and then rx sir now i did not been these guys and of course um, when i have to talk about snc's who's been my spine uh, <laughs> i don't think so without snc i would i would i would be playing the sport honestly speaking uh, it started from uh, my first my first uh, snc was um, personal snc i can call was uh, irfan bhai we call him irfan bhai irfan khan is his name so right now he is a state under 23 uh, trainer and then raul batkal mm, right now he has his own setup uh, in bangalore so he is helping massively in terms of training uh, culture like how i have to train what are the things you know the basics the foundations these guys gave me a fabulous foundation then i moved on uh, Anandate, uh, Anandate was the longest I've I've trained with. Uh, he's he's he was there around for almost uh, three three and a half years, guiding me through. Uh, you know, he was he, he gave me a solid base after that. And then uh, Yatish, um, track and field, he also gave me an amazing ideas of you know how to go about how to keep my body in the right shape. And then. Um, Invictus, Invictus has played a major role. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know if if thanks is sufficient for you guys because you guys have played a huge factor uh, yourself and then uh, Rohan and uh, Abhishek. You know, you guys, three of you all have been constant for me. It's just a call away. Um, trying to always uh, sort my stuff, my training. and always trying to uh, you know keep me match ready trying to you know inculcate those culture actually i've learned this culture part from uh, invictus honestly speaking because probably probably you guys have had a lot of experience in handling athletes all over different sport and uh, also training in that roof gave also gave me an idea of how another fellow athletes uh, they train and how they go about in their various sports so that sort of gave me an idea because all these years i've only trained along with cricketers um and then probably coming to invictus has changed my perspective about training uh training along with other uh, athletes and how they go about how they prepare that sort of you know uh gave me a light like okay maybe <clears throat> this is why they are successful this is why you know they're doing the things what uh not many are doing so that sort of gave me a light to it and um and and yeah and mon has played a major role he came in my life at a very uh, crucial uh, time you know mon, mon i i used to eat mon z like i don't know there's no tomorrow so yeah mon played a huge role and then alia alia has always been there any anything to do with diet you know anything i i personally message her anything to do with supplements she's always there she's quick enough to respond 
um so you know it's it's i call this whenever i go outside i address this as my team so that's how i address people and and so fortunate that um, right now i have a coach and an snc who work um, you know in tandems and it's so easy for me to actually uh, you know my training and my cricket so finally i feel there's a connection in what i'm doing so you know it makes life all the more easier for me and i'm fortunate and i'm thankful to god for actually being in this place where i am today uh, you know for having uh, uh, being surrounded with such wonderful people who who is always uh, helping me you know going to the next level all right i think uh, i think we've gone on for uh, <laughs> we've gone on for a long long time but anyway so i want to uh, thank you thank you for your time uh, again if there's something else that you want to cover uh, we can always talk <laughs> about it but i think uh, uh, it's it's been a learning experience for all. i mean i can talk on on part of the team as well it's been a learning experience for all of us as well and every time we we work with an athlete and whoever the athlete is, it is a learning experience it is a constantly trying to figure out what would work for that particular athlete and i thank you for your patience as well it's not like uh, we have all the answers all the time uh, it is an iterative process and we are constantly trying to help athletes and uh, you played an important role in terms of understanding cricket as well and it is about building that that ecosystem that we need to learn from other sports other sports need to learn from cricket and there has to be this open forum where we can all learn collectively as human beings and then become athletes secondary right rather than become athletes first and human being second right so it's always a human being first and then we become good athletes right so that's that's yeah. pretty much what we are we were trying to achieve with with the podcast with the podcast that we're trying to launch right now is about understanding the athlete yeah. be, uh, the person behind the athlete and then how that person is able to translate who they are into their professional life whether it is becoming an athlete whether it is becomes a support staff whatever it is right but the person first yeah. that defines the kind of yeah. work that we do and how we can contribute to our teammates to our coaches to our support systems to our society right yeah so on that note i'd like to uh, thank you and also sign off uh we will you, obviously meet, we will obviously meet when the covid is over but we will probably keep this uh, e chat open right yeah uh, sure any, anything else that you want to add gana i just want to thank uh, vanita for her time and uh, her conversation and bringing up things that she want to talk about which is not it's outside the regular and uh, Yeah, just grateful for this opportunity and thanks a lot, Vanita. Thank you, thank you, Gana. See you soon at Invictus. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening in to that extremely insightful and inspiring conversation with Vanita. We wish her the best for what's to come. And please remember to share and subscribe to the Invictus Performance Podcast. See you guys soon. Take care, stay safe, and thank you.